This podcast is taken from the book, Godly Grit, Prepared to Stand, that will be available as a paperback and Kindle ebook on Amazon June the 1st, 2021. The audiobook should be available on Audible in the summer of 2021. The first man was created complete and placed in God's perfectly designed world. God created man to experience fulfillment in a quality relationship with Him, aware of His value and purpose, active and creative with power, with an eternal spirit. We were made to be both physically alive and spiritually alive. God created humanity with everything we needed to be complete. With disobedience came a fracture in our God image. Now there was a problem. We still have God's image, but its expression and experience have become severely distorted. God is patient, God is kind, and God has provided through His Son a path of restoration. God loves you and is wanting to relate to a humble, honest, and thankful humanity. Psalm 139, verse 5 and 6 is an expression of His love. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. We do not need to fear the future. God has gone into our future to prepare our way. Even when things seem dark and uncertain, God has prepared your future. You do not need to be paralyzed by your past, controlled by guilt, shame, offenses, past abuse, or injustices. You do not have to live a life of misery and bitterness. There is hope. You can be free from anxiety about the future and harm from the past and live with thanksgiving today because of a loving God. A relationship with God is the only effective treatment for life's misery. You can now be free to pursue and fulfill your God-given voice to glorify Him as you work to build His kingdom. It is time to stand. Ephesians 6 verse 13 Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Are you standing, or have you decided to remain seated? Do you have the strength and stamina to stand? Have you done all? To do all means you have done all you can to set aside those weights that so easily trip you up. You have acknowledged and torn down strongholds and are not living a self-centered life. You can now stand, meaning you are established in your faith, using your voice and not wavering. Are you strong enough to stand or will you fall over with the faintest breeze of adversity? 
If you follow Jesus and begin to use your voice, you will face adversity, lots of hardship. John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. How you react to these tribulations will determine how close you can get to fulfilling God's plan for your life. You will need the mindset of a warrior. 1 Timothy 1, verses 18 and 19. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Warriors act righteously. They know what is right and what is wrong and act accordingly. A warrior is courageous in defending righteousness. A warrior is benevolent, respects others, and treats others with honor. A warrior is honest and sincere. A warrior is self-controlled, disciplined, and able to follow orders. Do you have what it takes to be a warrior? I am not talking about a physical combat warrior, but a spiritual warrior who has the strength and stamina to seek God, tear down strongholds, and use their voice. God is looking for men and women who are willing to be His warriors. Most Christians are content just wearing their team colors and cheering from the sidelines. God did not call and equip you to be a casual fan. He called you to be in the game. Warriors must be humble, confident, but not arrogant. They must acknowledge where they are weak and vulnerable. Philippians 2 verses 5 to 9. Have this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility, who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, as one with him, possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, as if he had not already possessed it or was afraid of losing it, but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. He became completely human but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. After he was found in outward appearance as a man, for a divinely appointed time. He humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, 
even death on a cross. If we expect to thrive and grow, we must humble ourselves as Christ humbled himself. We must lay aside our self-centeredness and pride and seek him. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Humble yourself and pray. God will sustain you, and he will restore your strength and resolve as you find your value in him. Warriors prepare through training and discipline. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 26 and 27. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Start training and disciplining yourself by learning to trust God for the little things in life. If your reflex is to turn to Him and His Word when you do not feel threatened, you are more likely to turn to Him when adversity increases. Do you reflexively turn to Him or do you turn to Google? What you train yourself to do when the pressure is low is what you will do when the pressure is extensive. Warriors are reliable, trustworthy, and not self-centered. Strive to be authentic. Be honest and humble. Cherish your solitude time with God. Ask Him daily to search your heart, then be willing to change what needs to be changed. Warriors are honorable. They live with an ethical code and are respectful. A warrior has learned to live life considerate of others. Psalm 15, verses 1 to 5. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money as usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent, he who does these things shall never be moved. A warrior will perish on the battlefield if consumed by self-centered thoughts. Warriors recognize they are part of something much bigger than themselves. They know they have a specific task at a particular time for the benefit of all. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do not complain about the evils of this age and remain seated. God has placed you on earth for this time to stand. This is your time 
and he has equipped you and trusts you to do your part. Warriors have a keen sense of justice. A warrior is ready and willing to stand up for the weak and vulnerable. A warrior knows the necessary boundaries. Titus 2, verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. James 1, verse 27. True spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. Do you stand up against injustice? Do you see the struggles of the vulnerable? Do you know the boundaries? Warriors live a sacrificial life of service. A warrior does not seek death, but is willing to fight to the death if needed. 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 to 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. How much are you willing to sacrifice? Are you living for anything for which you are ready to die? Luke 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, If anyone deserves to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Your value does not come from your gifts or talents. They were given to you by God. You do not own them. You are a steward. Use what he has given you, whether that is much or little, to serve others. 1 Peter 4, verse 10. Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another, as it is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. We are to be co-creators with God and other believers. We can rely on our God-given creativity and curiosity to pursue our dreams with passion and commitment. We are free to use our God-given talents and abilities to dream and imagine solutions, businesses, inventions, and so on to serve God and others. Acts 2, verse 17. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all mankind, 
and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see divinely prompted visions, and your old men shall dream divinely prompted dreams. It is time for God's people to wake up and dream. Find your voice and use it. Warriors strive for excellence in all they do because their life and the life of others depends on it. Push ahead with diligence. Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24. Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive the inheritance which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ whom you faithfully serve. If you live to serve yourself, your diligence will dissolve and you will become discouraged. Do all you do as if you are serving the Lord. You can now live your birth dream with passion and commitment with the energy to see that vision come to reality. 1 Corinthians 16 verses 13 and 14 Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. Warriors know their place and position in a chain of command. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3 You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We are followers of Jesus. He is our captain and we are his soldiers. Warriors live in constant preparation. After a period of intense training and physical preparation, a warrior must live in a state of continuous preparation, always on the ready. As a soldier of Jesus, we must be continuously prepared by renewing our mind and presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice. Romans 8, verse 6. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God both now and forever. Warriors adhere to ideals that govern their actions and priorities. As God's warriors with a restored spirit, we can now live with the right priorities. We no longer need to live in denial because of fear produced by our sense of inferiority or mortality. We can begin to see and priorize as God sees and priorizes. We can understand what will last and what will burn. Warriors do not prepare and go to battle for themselves. They go to war on others' behalf. If we lived in a perfect world, relationships would be straightforward, people would love one another, they would be trustworthy and authentic. We will have to wait for that world. We should be living with a Philippians 2 verse 5 attitude as a guide to relationships this side of heaven. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant 
nor self-righteous. Regard others as more important than yourself. This attitude will impact our relationship's quality, give love a definition, help with proper placement of trust, and encourage authenticity. The Bible tells us that they will know we are Christians by our love, and that we are to love others as we would love ourselves. Warriors must be trustworthy and must trust their fellow warriors. It is relatively easy to love. It is challenging to trust. Yet it is the level of trust that more clearly defines the quality of a relationship. Love needs to be based on someone's actions and not just their words. Some of the most brutal criminals will speak with some of the sweetest, kindest words. Trust is essential, but it must be with caution. Be patient in your judgment. The Bible tells us it is by their fruit that we will know someone. Develop your skills as a fruit inspector. You will need to maintain clear boundaries while you wait to see the fruit of their life. Be honest and trustworthy, but be wise when it comes to trusting others. In an ideal world, we would all work together and our meaning and value would be secure in who we are in a relationship with God. We would all cooperate and work to elevate one another. There would be no competition or striving for meaning, value, or purpose. We would have a clear understanding of our God-provided value. We would have no problem going to battle together. Warriors are goal-oriented. Warriors know what they are fighting and why they are fighting. As God's warriors, our battle is to tear down strongholds, stand against the attacks of the enemy, glorify him, and make him known. 2 Timothy 4, verses 2-5 Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry." Are you living with a clear purpose? Do you know your mission? Warriors know how to stand steadfast and unwavering. A warrior does not allow room in his life for excuses to knock him off track. You will never use your voice if you are waiting until you are better prepared or for the perfect opportunity. When warriors are called to battle, they do not delay or wait until their shoes are shined and their garage is clean. We should be living with an eternal purpose and not just living for what we can get for the moment. We should be living with eternity in mind and living to build and support God's kingdom, not striving to create our own little empire. Is eternity in your mind? We should value what has eternal value. Pause to consider what will last and what will not last. 
Where is your focus? What do you value? What do you treasure? Luke 12, verse 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If your heart is troubled, it is because you have rotting treasure. Live today with eternal priorities and values. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Stand for your voice. You are God's warrior. You are unique. God loves you. You can have a meaningful relationship with God. As his child, you have substantial value. You have God-given creative power. God gave you an eternal spirit. So go out and live the image as God intended, free from loneliness, meaninglessness, the pressure to perform, and anxiety about your mortality. Exercise and use your voice with commitment and passion. Stand for righteousness. Do what is right. Protect and serve the vulnerable. Be honest and authentic even when the world around you may hate you for your honesty. Stand against self-centeredness, strongholds, the attacks of the enemy, and the spirit of Antichrist. Our flesh is greedy and self-serving. We need the Holy Spirit to rescue us from ourselves. Our only experience of this world is through our own eyes, and we become blind to others' life and struggles. Apart from a relationship with God, we all, whether sweet or nasty, follow a self-serving life plan. If we are not God-serving, we are self-serving. What has been self-serving soon becomes self-consuming. All the self-serving acts we have performed and all the self-serving stuff we have gathered will eventually lead to our destruction. Seek the Lord and ask Him to reveal the strongholds in your life. Tear down those strongholds so you can freely become the person you were designed to be. Do not allow the strongholds to create a self-focused offense. Our spirit has been renewed, and we can live as God intended, but we still have an unrestored mind, habits, emotions, and desires. We need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, and our minds need ongoing renewal. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intellectual act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. 
Our minds are renewed or washed by God's Word. Ephesians 5, verse 26. To make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of God's Word. We are now on the path from misery to peace. The process is one of humbly coming before the Lord, asking Him to search our hearts to identify and root out the irrational thoughts, the untamed emotions, the damaging habits, and the ungodly desires. We can rest confident in Philippians 1 verse 6. I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. If you are drowning in misery, take time daily to ask God to search your heart and then have the courage and faith to change what he reveals to you. At the end of your day, as you prepare for bed, pray Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. If you abandon this growth process, it will not take long and you will find you will again be struggling with the same strongholds that once held you back. If you follow this path, do not expect appreciation from your previous group of family and friends. You will need to stand amid rejection from others, often others you have been close to in the past. If you have been part of a group that shares their bitterness and you move on to a godly path, you will face rejection from your former bitter friends. Your contentment is a threat to their beliefs, irrational thinking, and their way of life. You bring with you God's light, and this is a threat to those hiding in the darkness. They hide knowing they are not living as one should. They know their deeds are self-centered and evil. They don't want your light around. If you become offended because of your previous social group rejects you, you may resort to your previously destructive irrational thoughts as a way of escape. These attacks can leave you feeling more isolated, causing you to question your purpose and meaning. They will challenge your dreams and abilities. The turmoil caused by these attacks can be noisy enough to impact your ability to hear God's still, small voice. Stand firm. God is faithful even when your family and friends are not. As God's warrior, you live to bring glory to God, and therefore you will be an insult to Satan and come under attack. The enemy will do all he can to steal your peace, kill your voice, and destroy your legacy. Put on the whole armor of God and stand. As God's warrior, 
you should also expect to be attacked by the culture of Antichrist. So, what is the culture or spirit of Antichrist? How do we identify it? God the Father, through Jesus Christ, has promised to meet your deepest needs. He has provided a way for the restoration of your God image. He has promised you peace and security in Him. Any culture or system that offers these promises in the absence of Christ is the culture of Antichrist. 1 John 4 verses 2 and 3 informs us of the test we can use to identify the Antichrist spirit. Here is the test for those with the genuine spirit of God. They will confess Jesus as the Christ who has come in the flesh. Everyone who does not acknowledge that Jesus is from God has the spirit of Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is already active in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is the proclamation of God's promises without Christ. The spirit of Antichrist masquerades as the truth when it is a lie. The spirit and culture of Antichrist promises compassion, but then causes division by elevating one group over another. Groups based on gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or financial status have special treatment. On the surface, it appears to be loving, but is only causing more profound division. The Antichrist culture promotes the belief that what I can make of myself is more important than how God made me. It supports the wrong notion that I can find peace by changing who I was made to be. The culture of Antichrist glories in deception, lies for the sake of lying. It promotes a life of hiding and a life of secrets. Bonds develop with those with whom you share secrets, not relationships based on God's truth. With the culture of Antichrist, there is a loss of the sacredness of life. The economy and convenience are more important than human life, especially the most vulnerable lives, the unborn and the elderly. Antichrist culture is a twisted road. It looks like it is going one way when it is going another. The culture of Antichrist may also overtly show itself as being perverse, through open rebellion and open denial of God's existence. The culture of Antichrist promises protection as it promotes fear. The greater the fear, the greater the need for the protection promised. The culture of Antichrist fosters dependency. If I can simultaneously increase your fear of heart disease and then guarantee solutions to that medical problem, you are now dependent on me. I have become your savior. We live in an age where the culture of Antichrist is flourishing. Be wise, do not get swayed by the subtle culture of Antichrist. As God's warriors, we should not be living controlled by fear. We can live with the promise of Romans 8 verse 31. What then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be successfully against us? We no longer feel the need 
to waste our life by hiding or guarding secrets with denial. God is big enough to handle any reality. We are free to be humble and honest. You no longer must live being controlled by fear. You are secure in your relationship with God and no longer need to be controlled by fear of failure or reliance on an excellent result to be confident in yourself. Isaiah 41 verse 10 Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. As God's warriors, we are more spiritually intact and aware. We know where the battle is and where the struggle is not. We understand the meaning of Ephesians 6 verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. We are aware that there is a lot more going on than we see on the surface. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You are God's warrior. Seek Him with all of your being. Find your voice. Begin to exercise it and use it for His glory. Put on all of the armor He has provided and stand. God created you for this time as difficult as it may seem. Stand. In conclusion, I promise to uncover the secret of the smile and twinkle of my 96-year-old patient. The secret is found in Psalm 92, verses 12 to 15. Yes, look at how you've made all your devoted lovers to flourish like palm trees, each one growing in victory, standing with strength. You've transplanted them into your heavenly courtyard where they are thriving before you. For in your presence, they will still overflow and be anointed. Even in their old age, they will stay fresh, bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithfully. Listen to them. With pleasure, they still proclaim, You're so good. You're my beautiful strength. You've never made a mistake with me. You know you have a considerable measure of godly grit when you can be in the declining years of your life and state with confidence and passion that you've never made a mistake with me. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, 
nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous.